Life is a succession of lessons which must be lived to be understood. Yo, this is Life in Perspective, episode 12, <laughs> Life is a Lesson. Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective. It's your girl, Brenda. I feel like I never really introduced myself and I feel like I should start doing that. You know, I cannot assume that everybody that is listening to this episode has been listening for the entire journey. So I'm Brenda Palmer. Guys, this is Life in Perspective. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you've been rocking with us since the beginning, thank you for coming back week to week. Um, If you've been coming back week to week, then you would know that... We skipped a couple of weeks, but I think, guys, you know, last episode we talked about losing ourselves and how when we are not getting in the face of the Lord, how sometimes we can lose sight of the things that He's called us to. We can lose sight of all the things that truly matter. And so, to be honest with you, I've just been using these last two weeks to kind of get back to my why of why I do everything. And I feel like it's been an amazing journey thus far. And I really was kind of struggling with kicking off a podcast this week because I'm like I don't really have like a specific topic like I feel like I've been on this journey with God and he has been teaching me a lot of things like I feel like I've been learning lessons daily and weekly and I'm like I don't know where to begin I don't know where to start and I was just like you know what I'm just gonna have a conversation with my friends here at Life in Perspective I think that honestly, like no pun intended, like God has literally been putting my life back in perspective. I think sometimes we just get so comfortable with life. We get wrapped up in the things that we're doing, um, people that we're engaging with, and we just kind of sometimes lose sight. And we need to always like take a moment to pause. And I'm like, Lord, I need your view, not just of the situation, not just of this opportunity, but like I need your perspective of my life. Like I need to know why I exist. I need to know why I do the things that I do and like get me back into alignment. And so that's just been the journey. Um, but let me tell you that when you start to ask God to make things clear, you just have to accept that, you know, he going to pull your coattail. He is going to give you a mirror and... I know sometimes it's really easy when we're experiencing things in life to blame other people for why we feel the way we feel or blame other people for our frustration. And what I'm learning is like the importance of being self-aware. Um, I feel like if I had to give you all like a couple of lessons or a couple of things that I'm learning about self-awareness is definitely one. And the interesting thing is I find myself to be like a pretty self-aware person because I am low-key like a perfectionist. And so I always want to know like how I can be better, how I can do something um, more excellently like what excellently is not a word how I can do things more excellent <laughs> in a way like I'm always like just trying to find out how I can be better like if I mess up or tell me if I mess up like was this good and you know so I feel like that's also something that I'm learning to apply to my character like who I am and how I show up in the world and how I show up in this space and I've found myself in a couple of situations where I just didn't respond the best way I think I've shared this with you guys before where I'm like I always want my response to be a reflection of who God is right his character like my character should reflect his character and sometimes when we are not being self-aware <laughs> and when we are not practicing self-control um you know it, it could get a little out of hand and I found myself in situations where I walked away disappointed and how I handled them because maybe I was quick to respond and I didn't 
take a minute to process what was happening. I didn't take a minute to seek Holy Spirit on how I should respond. And it's really interesting because like, I feel like we have these moments where we compartmentalize, right? It's like, okay, before I talk on the podcast or before I share in Bible study or before I share my faith with someone, it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, lead and guide this conversation. Give me the words to say. And in reality, y'all, we need to do that all the time. Like when I'm in an argument or I'm in a space where um, in a moment of confrontation, I need to have that same prayer. I need to say, Holy Spirit, lead and guide me, like give me the words to say. And I think oftentimes um, we don't take moments to pause and listen, right? We often as just human beings in our little world that we live in, where we think the world revolves around us, we listen to respond. We don't listen to actually hear. We don't take a moment to like stop and see what's truly going on. Oftentimes, what I'm learning is like when people show up to a conversation, whether it's going right or whether it's going wrong or whether it's just like you're meeting someone for the first time, when two people meet, when they come together, when they're having dialogue, both of those people show up to that conversation with their own experiences, whether they were good, whether they were bad. And sometimes in the moment we respond out of our experiences and not the actual moment that is taking place. <laughs> and it's really interesting, but it's just something that I've just been learning. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to keep walking away from conversations like, Ugh, why didn't I stop? Like, why didn't I pause? And I think if more people learned to live self-aware like the world would be a better place like if we could walk away from things and just ask ourselves the question like man how could I have handled that better or how could I have been more compassionate how could I have been more empathetic like how could I have been more understanding if everybody walked away from that we would be better in our next interaction with people right and sometimes it's like I remember being a kid and like being in school and I would get into an argument with somebody and like I'm usually really quick with my words and usually I would walk away and think about what I could have done differently but it was never to be better it was always like ooh, I should have said well girl your mama ain't even cute you know like we would always because <laughs> I always felt like I didn't show up enough in the fight which is so immature <laughs> it's like ooh, I should have said this and then I really would have got them together like we would walk away from arguments and figure out how we could sting better and I'm learning to take that same approach but walking away and saying hey how could I have done better like I can only I'm only responsible for my response and I can only control myself so I'm learning to walk away even if the conversation went well you know sometimes it's like I know for me because my attention span is so short and sometimes like when people talk slow I check out so to keep from checking out it's like I try to help them finish their sentences or it's like I need to hurry up and get my thought in because I got it like and that's selfish right so I'm learning that about myself I'm acknowledging that and I'm like, okay, how can I make this better? So now it's like, maybe I have to take notes of what I want to say to make sure that I don't interrupt the person while they're talking and I stay completely and fully engaged in what they're saying because what they are saying matters. And also, how can I wholeheartedly respond to something I didn't listen to? <laughs> like, I didn't hear that. And so I'm learning to walk away from situations, whether they were good or bad interactions, to just say like, okay, how can I be better? And I think if we all learn to do that, like, the world would be a little bit of a better place. Like if we could all walk away, especially from disagreements and confrontations and we could all go, dang, what could I have done to maybe make this situation better? Or what could I have done to maybe understand that person a little bit more? Like just learning the proper ways to handle conflict. I'm black, just in case you didn't know that, listening to the podcast. And I feel like in our culture, we were not always properly taught how to have healthy conflict or how to confront things 
from a place of understanding or learn how to effectively communicate. Like me communicating my feelings or how something made me feel doesn't mean I'm like trashing you. It's like, I'm just trying to articulate my feelings. And I feel like, you know, we just have to learn how to effectively communicate, understand that we are all different people. We all come from different backgrounds and experiences, and we are not going to always agree on things. But understanding, like if we're in a room together, if we're working on a project together, if we are serving the same God, we all have the same goal. And I think if we allow that to be like the place that we lead from and love from, then I think things would just be easier. And so for me, like one of the things that God is just really showing me is how to like apply my self-awareness that I have when I'm like completing a task or working on something to apply that same level of self-awareness to my character, because that is what really matters the most. And it was really interesting because I was I saw like on Instagram I don't know whose page I saw it on, but it was like a list of the gifts of the spirit and then a list of the fruits of the spirit. And it talks about how like we are so gung ho for like seeing the gifts of the spirit manifest. Right. But nobody wants to talk about the fruits of the spirit. Right. Love, joy, peace, happiness, gentleness, meekness, kindness, long suffering. And we don't want to have conversations about that. Right. We want the pastor to tell us how we activate our gifts and we can speak in tongues and lay hands and prophesy. But there's a scripture that I believe I've shared on the podcast before that talks about you could do all of these things speaking unknown tongues you can prophesy but if you are not doing them from a place of love they are null and void and I don't want to live a life that is poured out to God and at the end of the day he's going to be like but did you show them my love and so I think for me like just learning to be self-aware in certain situations so I think If I had to give you guys a list, I haven't done that in a while. Like one takeaway from this podcast is just like ask yourself, how can you be more self-aware when it comes to your character and how you show up in spaces? And I think a question that you can just ask yourself is like before you make the response is like, is this response going to be a reflection of the character of God? Is it going to is it a response of love? And I think after you have certain interactions, if you forgot to ask yourself in the beginning, ask yourself like how did how I respond reflect the person that I serve? Did how I respond reflect the the God that I serve, the God that I know, like the God um, that he is to me? Did I reflect that in my response? Because y'all that is our whole purpose on earth is to draw people to Jesus right is that he gets the glory out of our lives and if you nasty and you got a bad attitude and you can never like people can't talk to you or you're easily offended maybe you're on the other spectrum like you don't have like you're not flip at the lip but maybe you just like don't really talk to people or you don't even speak and say hello when you enter a room like whatever it is like if you're that you're not giving glory like to God with your life because people don't even want to be around you (laughs) and if people are shocked that you're a believer, you might just want to, you know, check that out. And it's okay, man. Like we have to learn to give ourselves grace, but we also can't like negate when we bogus. Like if you bogus and you trash and you've been a little like nasty and snappy at people, like check that because you could be doing stuff for God and then your character doesn't line up with who you say you serve. It's confusing. And you are just a bad marketing tool for the father. (laughs) And so, and sometimes you have to take a moment to step away. Like I know sometimes I'm in a space where it's just like, my heart is just not clear. It's just like, there are all these things affecting me. I feel weird. It's like, I don't want that to spew out in my communication with people because spirits transfer. And also like, if you feel a way about something, it's really strong. That becomes your perspective and the lens in which you view life in the way that you respond to life and it's like sometimes you got to take a step back just be quiet just don't say nothing (laughs) and like ask the Lord to deal with your heart you know that is a daily prayer like in Psalms is something that David said like you know search me oh God like 
go to the inner depths of my inner being and pull out anything that is not like you, anything that will cause an obstruction to the reflection of you. Like, Lord, let's clear it out. Let's get it up. Let's expose it so we can deal with it. And sometimes certain situations will expose your heart, things that are in you that you didn't even recognize. I know for me, there are like things that I respond to that I'm almost shocked at how I responded to them, but they are really a trigger for things that I haven't dealt with. And sometimes, you know, all the time when God reveals a thing it's because he wants to heal it it's like even when like you feel convicted about something it's like that is an expression of God's love because he wants you to be all that he created you to be and it's his job to kind of remove any roadblock that would keep that from happening and so I mean we just got to see it right and so that is the first thing you know that God has been putting um into perspective for me is just like being self-aware um, and making sure that my character is in alignment with who he is and who he sees me as as well. Man, I think the second thing that that's just kind of been on my heart that God's just kind of been walking me through is, um, oh, there are two things. Okay, two, two more things. So I'll just give you, give us three this week and then we'll just like, see where this conversation goes um but I think the second thing is definitely like I just was asking myself this question like is God's word enough for me to move on and you know we I'm always telling y'all like obedience is the plug right obedience is the plug and then I started to like consider like my steps of obedience and how I take steps of obedience. And we know like delayed obedience is disobedience. It's not obedience. And, you know, sometimes it is really hard to just only have that one word from God and move on it. You know, sometimes I know even for me, like if I'm completely honest, like I may hear something from God and ask for confirmation, but I still notice that sometimes I'm checking with flesh and blood. And I, I'm like, I appreciate that the Lord knows that about me because I think I would be devastated. And this is probably extreme and it's something I need to work on, but I feel like I would literally like genuinely be devastated if like, my circle or like my people that I entrust didn't agree with the word that I was hearing from God. <laughs> so I think two things, right? I think sometimes that is a good sign because it could be that maybe what you're hearing is not from God. But sometimes guys, God will cause you to do things that maybe they don't fully see yet, that it doesn't make sense in the natural. And you're just like, they're not seeing it. And so I think when I came to a point where I felt like I was hearing guys say something and I couldn't really fully articulate it, it was kind of hard to get other people to understand it right in the moment. And I stopped and asked myself, like, is God's word enough? Like if nobody agreed and I knew in my heart of hearts that this is what he is asking me to do, like it's clear, he's giving me confirmation after confirmation, like the world around me is shifting. Like I know that it's time to do what he's saying. Like, could I, could I move on his word. And I think, you know, it's a question I want to pose to you. Like, is his word enough? Like, if there are clear signs that what he's saying is what he's saying, like, why do you need man's approval on what God told you? And sometimes he will allow them to not get it because he wants to know if his, if, if his word is enough and if you can truly genuinely trust him and move on his word. And so my thing is like, dang, am I really obedient, obedient, or am I obedient because everybody else agrees with what God is saying? And I'm like, okay, cool. I can move. And 
Y'all, I'm not at all negating the importance of community or the like the fact that there is safety in counsel, right? But sometimes everybody's not going to see it. Sometimes God is asking you to do the complete opposite. And a perfect example, it's one of my favorite stories of obedience because I feel like it just makes it clear. And I know we talk about it all the time, but I'm going to keep shining a light on it. When God asked Abraham to take Isaac to the altar and sacrifice him, Abraham didn't share that. He he had a, a thing in his heart that he knew God's going to provide a way. If he tells me to sacrifice Isaac, that means he's, he's either going to raise him from the dead or he is going to he going to do something like I have th- I have the faith that he's going to move on my behalf. But there was also an understanding that Abraham had that he couldn't share that with everybody. He he travels with community as he's taking the journey. And then he there's a point of separation where he says, all right, guys, we're going to go up and worship. And then he says, and we'll be back. So there's also like the statement of faith that he makes according to the word that God gave him that he didn't have to share the whole thing. He did because he also understood that if he told them he's about to go kill his son, somebody's not going to agree with that. Somebody's not going to see it. But he understood that based off the word he got from God that he needed to take this step of obedience and just trust and believe that God had him and that he was going to make a way and God did just that and it made me ask myself like dang is what God's word uh, like is God's word enough for me is that enough for me to take a step is that enough for me to you know, pack up the life that I'm used to living and switch it up and do something else. Like, is it enough? Like, can I move on just a word? And I'm here to say that, yes, right now in this moment, I definitely, absolutely can move on his word. But that was like a real moment that I had to have like an honest conversation with God. Like, dang, like my mom is one of like my sounding boards. Like I talked to her about everything. And I, 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 there was a moment we were talking about something and I didn't know if she was really seeing what I was seeing or hearing what I was hearing. And I started to get nervous. I'm like, dang, like, what would it look like if I'm saying like, mom, this is what I believe God is saying. And she's like, uh, I don't know. Could I still move and, and, and trust that God would reveal it to her in time. And so I think that was like something, you know, I really had to sit with for a while. Just like, dang, like, is his word enough? And so I'm sharing this to kind of get in your face and get in your ear and like, yo, are there, there are definitely moments and there will come times in your life where nobody gets it. Nobody understands it. You just did this. You just moved there. You just got this. You just started this. And God says, no shift and go here. And you have to trust that God, like, and this is the thing, like he can see far beyond what I can see. He understands far beyond what I understand. Right. And it's like, he got, he got the bigger picture. I got little bits and pieces and you you know, we're on this journey to discover it more, but I'm going to just humble myself to the one who can see and the one who knows it all. And I'm going to be like, all right, bro, I got you. And also trust that he knows more than the person that you are seeking wisdom from. And sometimes he will not allow them to see it because he wants to know, like, can you trust me? Like, is my word enough? There used to be like this Drew Hill song. Um, It might've been Cisco. I don't know, even know why I'm telling y'all this, but I think it's on the Enter the Dragon, whatever Cisco's solo album was we had on that red jacket. And it's a song and he's a duet with a girl I never heard of, but she sings on the song. And it's just like, is it enough to make you stay with me? Is it enough? 
And it's just like, you know, they're talking about love, right? I'm posing that question. Is the love that you have for the father, is your desire to please him enough that you can move on just a word that you receive from him? A word that maybe everybody doesn't understand. A word that you don't even understand. A word that you can't even fully articulate the why is he asking me to do this? Is it enough? Can you trust him enough to move on a simple word from the father? I know y'all, it's it's tight, but... It's right. You know, it got me right on together. And, um, you know, I hope that the Lord uses it to get you together because I just I want us all to just have everything that God wants us to have. I want us to see. I just want us to see and experience the life that he intended for us. And I think this is a question we have to know because it's like we'll pray and we'll ask God about something. He'll give us a word and tell us what to do. And we're struggling with it. It doesn't make sense. Like it's like either you want it or you don't. It's like either you're going to do it or you're not. I'm fully standing on obedience is the plug. It is the currency to life. It is the only way we move from point A to point B. It's the only way we truly grow in genuine and authentic relationship with the father. It's that we develop this ability to hear his voice and follow his voice. It is hear God, flow in life. Follow God, flow in life. It's hear God, follow God, flow in life. That is this just it's how life works. It's, it's I'm a testament to it, guys. He hasn't let me down one time. I haven't heard from God, got a sure word with confirmation, moved on it and failed. It, it hasn't. Now, I'm not going to say that the road won't be tough, but I haven't been let down. I haven't moved on a word and re- it returned void because the word of God says his word accomplishes everything he sends it out to do. That's you. And you're going to accomplish everything he sends you out to do. But you got to go. And so, yeah, that was just, you know, that was my second lesson that I've learned in this course of the two weeks that I've been missing, guys. I just needed to get just needed to get on the right track. You know, I told y'all in the last podcast that I was on a journey to losing myself. And so I had to get back. I had to, you know, understand, had to understand what was happening. I needed to get back in the face of the father. I, I was going through like this weird space where I couldn't like I wanted to do things. I was getting like vision for things, but could like my hands was stuck, like my feet was stuck, like I couldn't move. And I recognized that I thought that God was mad at me. I know I have had some some missteps and I feel like I missed them a little bit. Like I feel like, you know, we have a rhythm. We walk together. We're linked in arms. And I felt like, you know, there were moments where, you know, I jumped out or I did jump, jump back or I didn't move at all. And I felt like, dang, like God's really mad at me. And I feel like I went through this moment where he's like, let me remind you of how I see you. Let me remind you of my perspective of you and let me give you my view like what, what I'm giving you and who I've created you to be, you couldn't earn it. You couldn't do enough to earn it, which means you also couldn't mess it up. And I told y'all like, that's my favorite line in the song Jaira is that I wasn't holding you up, so I can't let you down. And I'm like, that is just, I always like, it's ingrained in my head because there is this like, because I feel like I'm low key a perfectionist. There's like this this feeling that I need to strive to like make sure that I am all that I need to be so that I can handle the weight of what I'm called to do. And he's like, you could never do enough to earn it. You could never do enough to, um, to be 
like you just can never do enough. And I think for me, it's just like recognizing that like there isn't anything I can do to earn it. There isn't anything that I could do that would make him not love me as much as he loved me. And the gifts that he's given me were just that they were gifts. He gave them to me because he loved me. And there's nothing that I could do to make him change his mind about me. It's like and it's so amazing. Like it's just like that moment of like having to embrace his love. And so, guys, that's just, you know, that's the journey that I've been on. And that's why I've kind of been gone for a couple of weeks but we back at it you know because we're in seasons but we ain't taking no breaks we we are full on life and perspective over and over again week after week and sometimes we skip weeks because um the reality of my situation is that what I talk about week to week is like what I'm actually living and so if I feel like I'm in the middle of something or I feel like I don't got nothing this week it's just because I want it to be authentic I don't just want to be on here saying stuff that I think it sounds good or saying stuff that I think y'all are going through like I feel like for the most part those of us that are taking this journey of you know discovering purpose and you know finding out who we are and becoming who we are supposed to be is just like I feel like we are we are sometimes often experiencing the same things or on the same journeys and that's why God has brought us together um, and that's why he's entrusted me to walk on this journey with you and so that's just where we are this week okay final all right. So last lesson, it's really like something that I'm still unpacking, um, but it's this idea of and I think we talked about it in the last episode because we read John 15 and we talked about like, you know, if you're apart from the vine, it doesn't have fruit. And then I was having a conversation with a friend who is in the process of you know, walking through a journey where she feels like she moved to a place and in her mind, she couldn't really see like the fruit of the move right so it's like God said hey move here and now God's saying hey now go back here (laughs) and um it was really interesting because we were just talking and I sensed in my spirit that you know there's like this moment where it's like well God like I didn't get to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish I didn't get to like I feel like you gave me a word you showed me some visions I feel like I didn't really live those visions through the way I thought they were gonna be so like what was the whole point of coming here like I don't feel like I accomplished what I was supposed to accomplish and it was interesting like because in that moment I feel like God spoke to me like for both of us it's just like how are you measuring fruit right so if it feels like hey I feel like I'm attached to the vine I feel like I'm in there like I'm abiding in him but I can't really see the fruit then I would challenge you to check how you're measuring fruit right what is fruit really because society will tell you that fruit is accomplishments fruit is Instagram and Twitter people still use Twitter I don't know but like Instagram and TikTok and um, Twitter followers and how many people know your name how many awards you've gotten for things that you've created um, you know how many jobs have you had and in the entertainment business it's like how many shows you booked you know how many how many how many episodes you've been on you know did you book a series did you book a movie or did you book a you know were you an extra you know like it's like all of these things um, you know you move especially like in LA it's like you move out here to follow your dreams child and oftentimes when you come out here you either realize your dreams was not your dreams or you realize I'm not built to chase a dream or you realize that maybe the dream isn't really this it's maybe it looks like this and I feel like with that if you're not really truly grounded in who you are you question whether or not you've been successful sometimes it can feel like a failure if it didn't turn out to be the picture that you saw before you got here and so I feel like God's kind of been taking me through this journey of like relearning what it means to measure fruit because 
the reality is that there are things that will fade away. There are things that you will have today and they'll be gone tomorrow. And if you're measuring your fruit and if you're measuring your success by things that are not consistent or constant or can remain and they are not always tangible when you don't have that thing, does that mean that you're a failure? Does that mean that your fruit is now gone? Now, I'm not at all saying this to say, you know, you don't have to do things when God sends you somewhere, but I would want to challenge the thought that fruit exists within things or does fruit exist in who I have become and so that was the conversation that we had because sometimes we measure fruit on things and things are not constant (laughs) they are here today and gone tomorrow Instagram followers can be here today and gone tomorrow and if that is the only way that I'm measuring my success by monetary things and by societal standards I would never feel fruitful even in moments where I am extremely fruitful the crazy thing is that people can have all those things and not be fruitful and so I just want to challenge you like how are you measuring your fruit for me it has now gone from what did I do to now who did I become and I think that is the thing that you have to do because even in a failure you can be fruitful oh my god like it's crazy because a failure teaches me things it teaches me what not to do it teaches me that the person that I was in this moment probably is not fruitful and I probably should shift so the next time I'm approached with this situation or this opportunity or this confrontation that I can become better and respond to it differently that's growth I can mark that I can mark because here's the reality when you think about an actual plant and a process of how it goes from seed to plant that we can physically see. There are often times that the seed is growing, but you cannot actually see it. And so if fruit was only measured by the things that we can see or the things that I can check off on a list, is that really fruit? Or is that just things that we can see? And so I just wanted to challenge you like the way that God's been challenging me. It's just like, no, yeah, to check me because I'm like, oh, but I didn't get to do this and I'm not doing this anymore. He's like, but who are you becoming while you're doing what I'm asking you to do? And I think we have to start setting that as the standard. Like, and not to say that you shouldn't want to get accomplishments or you shouldn't want to be rewarded for the things that you do, but that cannot be your only marker for fruit because those things sometimes won't come. And that doesn't mean that you aren't producing fruit. You know, who are you discipling through your journey? Like, like maybe you're sharing your story of failure and it's helping someone who's coming up to be able to walk through that easier. That's fruit. And it's just like, we just got to see it right. We got to get God's perspective of even the things that we produce so that we can see it clearly. Because what happens is if I'm measuring my fruit by only things that I can see, when God tells me to move again, I'm unable to move and I'm unable to trust the next season because I'm feeling like I failed in this one when the reality is I'm just not seeing it right. And so I mean, guys, these are the lessons, you know, that God has been teaching me through my life. And I could have called this episode Life in Perspective because that's what he's been doing for me, putting my life in perspective. And, you know, he's helping me be more self-aware as it relates to my character and how I show up in rooms and show up in spaces and just ensuring that my response is always a reflection of him. You know, he's also been teaching me that his word is enough. What he says about me is enough. Because I think we talked about it in a, from a space of like, if he gives us an instruction, but even what he says about you and how he sees you should be enough. Like, I think we talked about that in one of these episodes, or maybe I talked about it in the Culture Shakers Bible study. I can't really remember. We talked about how when God created the earth and he separated heaven and the earth and he created man, he looked at it and he said, that's good. And 
I just need you to know that that was the only validation that you ever needed was when God looked at you and he said, that's good. His word about you is enough. His word about you should be enough. Even if you fail, even if you don't do great, even if you messed up this time, even if you made a mistake, even if you feel inferior to the situation that you're facing, or if you feel inferior to the opportunity presented, know that he said when he looked at you, that it was good. He saw that it was good, man. And because he said it was good, it is. You have nothing to worry about but the fact that you're going to produce what goodness produces because God looked at you when he saw you and he said that it was good and so I'm going to ask you again is his word enough not just the word of instruction when he tells you to move but is his word for what he said about you is that enough and I feel that so strongly for whoever's listening to this like man you are enough and the word that God spoke over you is enough for you to believe it if nobody ever seconds it although I'm seconding seconding it in this moment right now I am co-signing what the father has said about you but if nobody ever does that for you if your mom didn't tell you if your dad didn't tell you if if the person that you love maybe didn't receive you that way man they just didn't know any better but I'm co-signing that God loves you and he cares about you and when he looked at you he said that you were good that you are enough and I want you to know that his word and what he declared over you and what he said about you is enough for you to believe it so take hold of it right now in this moment man I just I really felt that really strongly because that's not even the the angle in which we talked about that. But I just need you to know that his word is enough. And then last but not least, man, just reassess how you measure your fruit. You know, it needs to go from what did I do to who did I become? Because that is the most important thing. That's what God cares about, who you become and how you live out your purpose and destiny in this life is what we are committed to here at Life in Perspective. Man, I have enjoyed this conversation with you guys. I feel like I was in the room with you talking to you if you're riding in your car if you're listening to this you know it's your crib whatever you're doing however you listen I feel like I'm with you right now in this moment and so man I love you I pray that something I said today has helped to put your life in perspective and I cannot wait to be right back here with you next week I love you and as always I'm praying for you hey guess what this is life in perspective and we are out